Welcome to The Skim, presented by Stellar. Your Wednesday is about to get a whole lot better. The Skim is our 30-minute celebrity gossip digest. From Hollywood to Hey You, social media to the small screen, listen up every Wednesday and you'll never be scratching your head when the WhatsApp is lit with news again. As always, I'm Denise Curtin joining you and I'm with the lovely Rebecca Keane. How ya? Hello, darling. How are we? Oh, I get a darling today. Oh, look at me. <laughs> that sunshine is hitting me good. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm great. Um, I literally can't get in. Like, I feel like I'm fully like blossoming. Like, this is what my adolescence was supposed to feel like. Sun on my skin literally just turns me into a different person. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I so feel that way. Um, over the weekend, just being able to like bask in it was just, mm. it, it gives you a new lease of life. Like you feel like a different person. All of a sudden I was like into being outdoors. I was like, mm. let's not go in, you know, no sleep. I wanted to constantly be outside. It's yeah, lovely. You were on a little staycation. Where, where did you head off to? I was on a staycation. I went to Clarney. So <gasps> I, wow. I actually did Clarney and I did Kenmare, um, when did I go down into Tralee a bit? Yeah, I did a bit of the like wild Atlantic way there, you could say. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was so fab. I really, really loved it. Um, felt very at one with nature. The only <laughs> issue was that I've got loads of midgy bites um, and oh. they are sending me to a dark place. Oh, Christ. Um, I got so badly bitten last summer. It genuinely looked like I was wearing like a Euro, like penny do- pennies polka dot tots that you got in like the Euro <laughs> section. They were so bad. Oh my God. Yeah, no, I, I don't know what it is. I don't think I've ever been like that hit by them before, but maybe it's just that this year I'm like outdoors more and not like... Mm on holidays abroad when I have like mosquito spray I feel like here I just think oh I don't need bug repellent but Mm. I got like four bites on my forehead I have about like I'd say 10 or 11 down the back of my thighs you should see me like when I came in one Mm. evening after getting bit I literally laid on the bed pulled my legs up and I just started itching 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 the back of my thighs I I looked like a (laughs) lunatic but the itch was just so bad I was like if I don't scratch this right now I'm going to just shoot myself it was felt like I had fleas or something it's a yeah, it's um, it's still ongoing, but um, I'm just seeing yoga them. with Denise. You just put your legs up and literally it start itching for your life. It start itching for my life, and I know it's like the thing not to do. You know, you're not meant to go near them or yeah. like itch them. Kind of similar with hives, but it's so hard not to because they are just at me the whole time. Like, oh god. So yeah, gonna gonna buy myself some bug repellent or something like that in a boots because Jesus you'd need it now this summer I tell you yeah get fucking hoofing them uh, antihistamines into you yeah completely um I don't know what it is as well about midgey bites like do they go to a certain type of like skin or blood or I don't know it's usually something to do with like being near the water or something because um during the day like whether it's the sun hitting the ocean or something like it's too hot for them to like it's literally too hot for the midges to be out so it's only in the evening I was like uh, in Donegal a couple of weekends ago and like during the day lovely 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 then like maybe six or seven o'clock hit and it was literally like a, a swarm like it was so so hard to do anything we were like lighting candles outside and like lit cigarettes trying to like smoke the midges away but like they were just so annoying you'd have half a mind to be like oh, okay can you just like bite my cheekbones and bite my lips there give me a bit of free bit of free filler they always bite in the most <laughs> inconvenient places when you said there about lighting fags I was like I can see one of those like you know red top headlines and it's like midgy bites led me to chain smoking like <laughs> 
yeah. on like the cover of Take a Break or something. Yes. <laughs> no, they're yeah. always biting your ankles and like anywhere that's like slightly sensitive or dry skin already. And then like you literally do be clawing the skin off yourself. It's so oh, no. annoying. Yeah, you be in cat cow position, literally ripping into yourself. But yeah, if anyone listening has any um, assistance for how to like keep the midges at bay, do get in touch. Let us know. We really, we really, really need your help on this situation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I'm loving all the staycations at the moment and also all the staycation content that I'm seeing all over Instagram. It is, and I must, you know, highlight this, great to see people away. It really, it's really, really yeah, nice. Yeah, everyone's Instagram story is like Tourism Ireland advert right now. Like I can't, I can't even, it's like an American's wet dream. Like they yeah. can't get enough of of Ireland on a sunny day and like so they're so right I know and like it just goes to show prior to this just because I was just you know unknowledged I would think like oh you know if you wanted to do like water sports or loads of those kind of activities in Ireland like you'd be hard pushed to find like good places and good facilities to do those things Mm -hmm. and then when you actually go searching we have so much we have actually an abundance of like fun you know activities that you could go and do with your friends or like you know day trips that you can take or like coastal spots that you can head to or cute like beach cafes or you know all those kind of summary things that you usually go to like Portugal or Spain or whatever Mm -hmm. for because you kind of associate those places with like you know being holiday spots it's mad what we actually have here especially when the sun shines it just makes everything seem like a thousand times better it's really really great so everything is just so dependent on the sun though like everyone everyone is like jumping for joy and like having like nearly a a religious conversion or something they're so happy when the sun is out but then all like 70 percent of the year it's pissing ground and everyone's just back to being miserable so i think that's the reason why we're so overjoyed and nearly like having personality transplant when the sun is out because it's like oh this is what life should usually should feel like but I know. it's just not <laughs> it's great though that we don't have to get abroad to feel that this year you know that we're actually yeah. milking the most of it like I did the gap at Dunlow last Friday like I cycled it and then we got a boat ride for half of it and then you cycle like so you get a boat ride to the starting place and then you kind of cycle down the gap of Dunlow you kind of do it okay Bear Grylls yeah I know literally Lara Croft you, over here Lara Croft you do it in the opposite <laughs> direction but the weather was so nice I got sunburned that day and everything and I was just thinking why don't why isn't this my life like why mm. am I not hiking every weekend and it's like when I did the sunrise swim too and I was like this should be me now um, when the weather is nice you do have a personality transplant you think that you are now you know Bear Grylls Lara Croft the outdoor explorer Okay, so my um, hard sell this week is actually um, Harvey Weinstein's ex-wife. Uh, she stepped out on the red carpet with none other than actor Adrian Brody. Oh my God, I cannot talk today. Um, <laughs> so they've actually been dating a while, but this is their first public appearance together. Um, so she is, I don't know if you've ever heard of the dress line um, Marquesa. Mar- I'm almost sure it's Marquesa. But, um, Marquesa. Like, Priyanka Chopra is like a fan of their dresses and like they're usually quite popular on the um, red carpet. So she's the um, the owner, the designer behind that brand. So she and Brody were um, at the Tribeca Festival premiere of Brody's new movie, Clean. Um, so yeah, apparently they've been dating since last fall um, and it's the first public relationship for uh, Georgina since she split with Weinstein in October 2017 so I think a lot of people are just like whoa like when did this happen or how did they even meet it's not really clear how they've met just yet but um, I'm kind of delighted for her because obviously that must have been so awful for her like she had absolutely no clue of 
wine stains going on or any of that behind behind Close the scenes. Doors. Yeah, um, yeah. So like at the time, uh, she released a statement saying like, um, my heart breaks for all the women who have suffered tremendous pain because of these unforgivable actions. Um, caring for my young children is my first priority. And I asked the media for privacy at this time. But like she did loads of interviews before saying that like she didn't leave the house for months. Like she was so ashamed and so embarrassed and guilty that like this stuff had been going on and like she hadn't any clue so um yeah I think it's I think it's really nice for her because usually when you know these big these big names like Harvey Weinstein or whatever um come into the spotlight it's usually the women associate with them it's like oh how didn't how did she not know like she definitely knew when like she kept it a secret and stuff and it's like it, it like she didn't do anything wrong you know yeah no completely and like God, when something like that does come to the surface and you had no clue about it, you must re- you must think so badly about yourself as well. Mm-hmm. You know, that must have been so tough for her because you'd be thinking, first of all, do I not know my husband whatsoever? Um, mm-hmm. Do I look clueless in the public eye? Do I look like a suspect? Like, mm-hmm. where do I go from here? Can I ever trust a man again? Like, you would, you would feel an abundance of emotion. Like, I can only imagine how difficult it would be even to, you know, begin dating again. Like, I have no surprise that she kept her new relationship a secret because that's one thing you would not want to see getting scrutinized as you're trying to, like, you know, form a new romance. Um, mm-hmm. And especially because... Yeah, go on. even even before, um, you know the the head guy of Topshop, like Sir Philip Green, he was kind of accused of Me Too stuff before as well, and he had always been besties with Kate Moss. So when his scandal kind of broke, everyone was like, "Oh, how did Kate not know?" Like, and you know, the usual outlets were like posting all the pictures of um Philip Green and Kate Moss going to parties and hanging out over the years, and you know, Kate saying that he was her best friend and like part of her success and stuff like that. But it's like, we need to stop tying even like, let's say Kim and Kanye, like the stuff Kanye might've said over the months or over the years. And people are like, Oh, Kim needs to stop him. Like how can Kim stand by him when he says stuff like this? I just don't think it's fair to tie in like one person's actions with that of their partner. You know, I just, um, I don't think it's fair. No, totally. And people do love to like, you know, blame the women as well that are associated mm-hmm. with these horrific men being like, you know, they must have known they had to have some inkling, like, you know, mm-hmm. if they really say that they're as close as they are, how did they not know? But we have to remember as well that like with Weinstein or with Sir Philip Green, what they're doing are things that they know themselves are not good things, you know, yeah. so they're going to try and keep it a secret, even from their best friends, even from their wives. You know, this is something that they know themselves as a, as a guilty wrong an mm-hmm. unlawful act, do you know? So it it makes sense that even the people closest to them don't know because they're surely ashamed of what they're doing. So, you know, I just think, yeah, it's 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 horrible when people just like turn to the woman and they're like, oh, but like obviously she was in on it. It's yeah. like, <laughs> do we know that for sure? No. Yeah, it's like oh, oh like the the women and surrounding the women anyway involved in the man's life has to like pick up the pieces, and it's just not the case. Yeah, I know. And eyes always turn to them, first of all. It's like, okay, we hear this shocking story and then eyes quickly move to the woman being like, she must have known. It's Mm. like, no, let's go back to what we do know and how awful this is, (laughs) you know? Let's like take it back a beat. Um, But yeah, going back. Let's pick up the mood with something more more light and frivolous. Yeah, but anyway, snaps for Georgina. Trilled that she's uh, found a new fella. Um, Happy for her. And they look very cute on the red carpet. Yeah, they're both absolutely gorgeous. Stunners. 
Speaking of more stunners, segue, mm-hmm. uh, the Love Island contestants have been revealed for 2021. As finally. we all know, finally, honest to God, finally. So you can exhale. I can exhale. Like if I have to see one more <laughs> speculation of like Gordon Ramsay's daughter and like, I don't know, bloody twin son that are going to be on the show. I'm just like, no, I, I need I need proof of who's yeah. going to be on this on, on the show. Cold hard proof. So, um, yeah, they have revealed the 2021 contestants. It all comes back next Monday, June 28th, 9 p.m. Virgin Media. Set your alarms or reminders or whatever you do. Um, the cast is not very surprising. I mean, a pretty standard lineup of what's to be expected, given, you know, that there was so much talk about more diversity, mm. LGBTQ contestants, you know, the likes. Yeah. So far from the initial 12 that we're after seeing, we don't have a lot of diversity at all. But again, you know, let's not judge it too soon because over the course of the show, we will see about 40 to 50 singletons. So they have plenty of time to include um, an array of of people from all different backgrounds. Um, So hopefully they will. Um, so the contestants that we do know, we have Sharon Gafka. She's a civil servant pageant queen, 25 years old. Um, yeah, very kind of standard Love Island contestant. She's a cutie. I feel like she's going to really kind of woo the guys as well. She seems like she would kind of be able to spin them around her finger. So excited Mm -hmm. to see what she brings in. Aaron Francis is model and club promoter. I always love how those two come hand in hand. You know, always come in with the randomest jobs in here. It's like literally dental assistant slash multimillionaire. It's like so random. It's so random. But I'm like, I always love how club promoters are also models. It's like, do you want to be on the guest list? Well, also, like, I work for Hugo Boss. It's just gas. Um, so, yeah, we have him, Aaron Francis. Then we have Liberty Poole. She's a Nando's waitress and marketing student. She's actually the youngest of all the contestants so far at 21. Um, now, I don't know. I don't know if this is mean to say, but she is like the absolute perfect Love Island contestant, isn't it? It's just, it's just, I don't know. Just something about the look of her is like, if someone yeah. was like Love Island, like the fucking arse length extensions, yeah, lashes for your life. Like this girl is like absolutely bright. Everything lippy. that Love Island is. She is. She is the definition <laughs> of Love Island, one hundred percent. And every single year we have a version of Liberty. You know, we yeah. had on the winter season we had um, the twins, Eva and something, Jess, Eva and Jess. Yeah. Um, the year before, I suppose we had Haley Hughes. You know, there's there's always a version of Liberty. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Nando's waitress marketing student, 21 years old. I feel like she'll kind of be gas and I feel like she's going to be, like she's going to be the kind of the iconic blonde in the house to begin mm-hmm. with. Um, then we have Hugo Hammond. So he's the first um, Love Island uh, contestant that is disabled. Uh, so that's oh, wow. a bit, yeah, so that is a bit of diversity that we're getting in there uh, from the get-go, which is great to see. Um, he is a PE teacher and he also played for, played cricket for England's physical disability team, having been born with a club foot. So um, oh, yeah, okay. I'm, ex- I'm excited to see that dynamic with him in the house too. I think it's great to see a bit of representation there, definitely. Yeah. And again, very cute face, very cute little cheeky smile. He's mm. a cutie. Uh, then we have Shannon Singh. I now think this you... girl, I'm so excited for. Like, I'm sorry, sorry yeah. to cut you off. I just no, had to jump on. in there. So she's from she's from Fife, and I have a really good friend who's from. Um, it's like somewhere in Scotland. I think like she is going to be like the hilarious, the hilarious hottie you know, really charismatic. I, like, I really hope, because she's already absolutely stunning, but I feel like her personality is going to be really good as well because, like, Scottish people are notoriously hilarious. They are. I do think from 
my first glance that she could rip into you though. Yeah, like, I'd say I think so. she could be gas. If you get in her bad side, I feel like she will absolutely annihilate you. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I think it's her her like smize or something. She's kind of like I'm gas full of banter, but if you cross me, you're dead. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that's what she, you want in the house, though, isn't it? <laughs> oh my god, absolutely. <laughs> so she's an only fan star model, come DJ. So again, bit of everything, you know. Yeah, um, she's been getting shit over the only fans already. Like she's not, I know. the show isn't even bloody on yet. Like yeah, I know. I think it's bloody ridiculous. Um, she's only 22 years old as well, but she said that she's well able to take the kind of stick she's getting about OnlyFans. She said she's been getting it her entire life. She was saying that from a very young age, um, she lost her virginity and she's always kind of been like sexually, what would the word be? She's always kind of been more like sexually. How exploited. Yeah, you could. Yeah, but kind of more advanced for her age. And she's always been kind of open to that style of lifestyle, you know, working Mm -hmm. in glamour modeling. Now that OnlyFans is a platform, she's never been kind of afraid to be confident in her sexuality and like kind of take it in her own right. So Mm -hmm. I feel like she will be able to handle anything that comes her way. Fingers crossed. Um, Moving on from her, we have Jake Cornish, who is a water engineer and country lad. And he's this 24. This guy is absolutely gorgeous. Like, he wouldn't come near me with a barge pole. But, oh, my God, he's, like, so he's, he's so hot to party. He's V-handsome. <laughs> also out of a seven-year relationship. Um, just ended it as lockdown began. So he's definitely, you know, looking for love again. Um he said that he's usually attracted to blondes as well. So um, that's, that's me ruled out anyway. That's you ruled out also. <laughs> like, you know what the one thing I do hate about Love Island as well is they're like, I like blondes. It's like, okay, yeah. tell me something a bit more, like any bit more creative. And also, granted, she's absolutely stunning. But every guy says their dream girl is Margot Robbie or Megan Fox. So like, boring. It's so boring. It's so bloody boring what's the like female version of that do you think like who does everyone say is there George Clooney maybe is he a bit old now I think actually um who is the Ryan who is married to Blake Lively oh Ryan Reynolds I think like I'm pretty sure 90% of women will, will yeah say him it's just the usual like you know blue eyes whatever um that most people most people would say like I think if I was like like dating a guy right and I was like oh who's your dream girl and they said like Margot Robbie I'd be like okay you're obviously like flat seven up boring if you can't give me <laughs> someone you're a jar of mayonnaise that's you're a jar of mayonnaise like why aren't you giving me someone just <laughs> granted she's absolutely stunning but oh my god have you ever like flicked open a magazine like have you ever seen other women like you know yeah. what I mean it's just even so even the season that uh, Megan Barton Hansen came on she literally came in and like every man was leaving his his wife his girlfriend his kids like every man was literally leaving everyone for her and it's like come on like she's to be fair like she did have a very explosive and like good personality but um it's just like come on you can't all just go for the one person I know it's like they're like bland and then they just run <laughs> like oh god anyway so moving on we have a few more to go through we have Kaz Kamwi she's a fashion blogger and YouTuber she's actually one of the oldest in the villa at 26 so this is another ish that I have with the first uh, 12 contestants is that they're all very young yeah. you know in previous years we've had like a 29 year old a 28 year old they're all 26 to 21 and it's just like granted that's probably the most applications that they've got in was for that age but mm. it's nice to see someone that's a little bit older as well I don't know it just it gives it it gives it a bit more range too I, feel I think like as the weeks will go by though they'll put in some like 32 year old bloke and like girls naturally love going for older guys so, yeah like he'll do really well for himself 
Definitely. Um, Brad McKelland, he's a laborer living with his nan. Now I'm rooting for this guy, right? Because he just seems like a cutie patootie. He's been single for two years, lives with his nana and has never been on a date. Like, have you ever <laughs> seen someone that needs love more than Brad? Because I haven't. Like, I just I just hear that and I just think wet blanket. Yeah, I, I totally get that. He's going to be the Dr. Alex of the 2021 series. But I'm just thinking... You doughty little petine, like you, you don't know the light. Like, I feel like he's going to go in there and he's going to be like complimenting like the villa setup. And, you know, he'll be like, Jesus, now these are, these are lovely soft chairs. Like, you know, you can imagine him coming in being really like complimentary of everything and just a nice boy. But now, Denise, he said he, he was with his ex-girlfriend for over eight years. He was with her since he was like, what, 15? Like he doesn't know life. He's going to come yeah, in here and he's going to have his sexual awakening. And I'm excited for him to, you know, pick fruits of different trees. Um, <laughs> then we have Chloe Burrows. Did I go through her? No, Chloe Burrows is next. She's a marketing exec looking to get out of situationships. I love that word. And she is again 26. So we have two 26-year-olds um, or three 26-year-olds in the villa. So 326 and that's the oldest we have but yeah Chloe also looks like she could be a bit of a gas bitch um mm. she says that her dream man is funny so that's a great start relatable queen Re- relatable queen <laughs> so yeah excited for her now the next contestant though has got to be my favorite his name is Toby Aromolaran I think is how you pronounce it <laughs> he is a semi-pro football player okay but gets better semi-pro he plays for a social media focused team called Hashtag United. Shut the front door. <laughs> Hashtag United. Oh no. my goodness. No. I did think it was a piss take, yes. I was like, okay, semi-pro footballer, maybe plays for like a, I don't know anything about football, so I'm not going to even guess there. But I was like, semi-pro, okay, who does he play for? A social media focused team called Hashtag United. Um, like people say, oh, you only play football for clout. This literally is a, cl- a clout-based team. football team. And where do you get people that are willing to join a social media-focused football team? Like, is it people? Is the is the application form saying, would you like a boohoo deal? And also to like get in a bit of exercise? Yes. Then oh we're gonna you're gonna join this this football team. It's just it's actually a real thing. It's a real thing, yeah. Hashtag United. All <laughs> the names in the world. Hashtag United. I know, I know. Screaming. It sounds it just sounds like something you'd never in your life associate yourself with, but here we are. Um, like he, two lads ten points in, we're like, what we call the team. I know. Hashtag United. Yeah, and like let's scour, <laughs> let's scour Instagram for some like male huns. <laughs> To, to throw on the team like that's this is the male version of the playboy matches it genuinely <laughs> it genuinely is like this is this is the male playboy mansion um yeah so love it hashtag united we will be there supporting them when they are eventually come to croke park i suppose um so yeah even though they don't play ga there's me mixing up my sports again um so yeah very excited for toby to get into the villa and then lastly we have Da, 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 Faye Winter, who is a letting agent who tries to live a selling sunset life in Devon. Yeah, so. as soon as I saw Letting's manager, I was like, ooh, is this going to be like the uh, the like bitchy UK version of Christine Quinn? Yeah, yeah, I know. You would, you would, you would think that and you'd hope so. So here's, 
here's here's fingers crossed her um dream is to one day own her own estate agency or charity shop so she really estate <laughs> agency or charity shop what a variety of what a variety yeah yeah literally they're so far away from each other but that's very cute and um, yes i'd say she is going to give she's kind of giving me um do you remember live oh i'm so bad with the series of love island remember the girl live who would always be having meltdowns at everyone olivia atwood yeah, yes. she's kind of given me that like so competitive, that. loud, unapologetic. Yeah. Like I love, I love those kind of girls. But like, what did they actually farewell in? You know, the Love Island house where everyone's kind of like tiptoeing and like giving sideways glances and stuff like that. So I hope she's gonna come in and cause a storm. Yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting to see. And she also, you know, usually Love Island contestants they traditionally quit their jobs to appear on the show. She's taking sabbatical, and she actually intends to return to the office post villa so oh, amazing it's in yeah so she seems like someone who isn't insanely on it for cloud could she be saying that so she doesn't seem like someone who's on it for cloud who knows but um yeah it'd be lovely if we had an islander who was actually on it to find love you know who's like <laughs> who just genuinely wanted but Denise, they are they all are mm, they're cute violence so bitter and cynical you're so horrible like you're just really bitter but yeah i'm just like maybe if she's like oh my god i actually just really want to find someone bumble tinder hinge the works they're not working for me this is this is my way mm. of doing it I'd love Faye to go into the Love Island house and be like, well, you know, there's actually cracks in the walls. So um, this house <laughs> would would usually go for two million. But to be honest, I'd probably estimate it for 1.5 or something or just like completely read the house. I would love that so much. <laughs> and you know what, actually, I'm saying that Greg O'Shea was an Islander who went on Love Island, won it and then just went back to his to his gig playing yeah, rugby. He's completely quitting fame now as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what? He he's an example, I suppose, of someone who went on Love Island who turned down a rake of deals because it just wasn't him, you know, from like the likes of kind of the boohoo man mm. club to ASOS and the likes and brought out a sustainable uh, clothing range. So, you know, snaps so to great. Yeah, very, very cute. So my rot this week is um, the World Health Organization, as if as if we weren't just enjoying our little summer mimosas and Aperol spritz, they decided yeah. to kick us while we're already down. Um, so they've come out with um, a global alcohol plan 2022 to 2030. Um, and they're saying that appropriate attention should be given to prevent, to, pre- to prevent, oh my God, to the prevention of the initiation of drinking among children and adolescents, prevention of drinking among pregnant women and women of childbearing age. So fair, like um, already stating the obvious that kids and teens shouldn't be drinking but like why do you have to come for our next with the women of childbearing age like I don't have any plans to pop any sprogs anytime soon yeah Um, I know it's ridiculous and I actually just googled there what's the definition of childbearing age right do you know what they gave me this crappy one-liner from Collins Dictionary a woman of childbearing age is of an age when women are normally able to give birth to children normally Like, thank you Normally, for that. So that should be like, what, 16 to 50. So yeah. everyone between the age of 16 and 50, uh, take the bevies out of your hands, loves. Yeah. And it's like, okay, great. Now I'm, I'm, I'm completely understandable now of, of what's going on. That, that sentence really did help me. Thank you. It's That's like something. It's so unfair though. Cause it's like, uh, we've been promised, uh, for so long, this whole shtick about like male contraception, like there's going to be a male contraceptive, um, sticker or whatever. Like the whole thing of contraception lies with us and us solely. And now we can't drink as well it's like hello yeah and also right how absolutely dare you world health organization bring out this tripe just as the roaring 20s are beginning when i've never wanted to drink more 
So you're expecting me to go back to the club with my seven up? No. <gasps> You've seen McGregor versus um, insert name here, and now it's the Skim versus the World Health Organization. <laughs> World Health Organization, you up? Get on this podcast right now. We are calling you out. We're calling you out. That's so unfair. Maybe say it like at the beginning of lockdown when we were all peace and love, you know, and we were like into yoga and like Joe Wick's workouts. But don't you dare say it now as like the bars are opening back up. That's it's awful. so strange to call such a such a large amount of of women out though. Like it's so it's so weird. It's very like did you, did you watch The Handmaid's Tale? Yes. Yeah, it's kind of giving me that vibes, and I'm like, oh no, let's not let's not like pick on the women uh, because like I don't I don't need The Handmaid's Tale starting. Um, but anyway, so- on a lighter note, um, <laughs> my queen Trini Woodall is my hot of the week. Now, do you follow her, her on Instagram? I don't. No. Oh my god, she is like a scream on Instagram. Like she kind of very much took her personality from what not to wear. Um, that was on years and years ago. Um, but she just brought that straight to Instagram and like is very zany and quirky. And like, there's a really viral video of her going into Zara and she like accidentally walks into the glass door. Um, okay, love. Hilarious. But yeah, she's been really keeping me entertained the last while on Instagram. Um, but she's always very like, hello, darlings, this is fabulous. Da, 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 da. Oh, I um, love that. So yeah, and she always has like the most lovely outfits and she has like this Italian assistant and they will take, let's say, a sequin dress and like Turney will wear it one way and then like her assistant will wear it another way or whatever. So showing like two looks out of the one dress so Trini was on Instagram the other day and she was just like you know doing get ready video get ready with me video um so she actually got um hair loss after contracting COVID um, oh my god the poor thing yeah so she was just showing her hair loss on Instagram and like she has a uh, grays as well and um I think she captioned the video great glam and um she was like doing her makeup and doing her bits in a minute and she said disguise lackluster hair with a fabulous hat just like that you're ready to go in less than 60 seconds um so yeah I just love like this people showing their greys and people showing their bits yeah no totally (laughs) Kate Winslet as well like I just love this kind of like body positive women not giving a shit anymore like I'm just all for it yeah, I love it. And I love that she's such a ray of sunshine in what she wears. You know, all her clothes are so bright and colourful and she really kind of like represents that, I feel like, with her content too. It's all quite uplifting and motivational. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to actually start following her because I don't. I'm on her Instagram as she's we speak. She's so funny. Like, she, she's very bad, like, with phones and tech and stuff. I, I imagine she has gotten better in the last year because she had to. But at the start, like, she was promoting her brand Trini London like crazy like she'd literally be like oh like got a cut or a bruise try this lipstick from Trini London like just so (laughs) gagging to get a product or get a spawn in there but um she had me hollering so many times in over lockdown yeah, you know what? If if the World Health Organization didn't tell us we're not allowed to drink anymore, I would love to have gone for a drink with her. I feel like she's someone who'd be such a laugh. You know what I mean? If I wasn't, no, we're drinking for you though. If or I me. wasn't, if I wasn't banned from it. Um, <laughs> which, speaking of which, brings me on to my rot, um, and that's that we've been drinking porn star martinis wrong the entire time. So I don't know. You you don't drink them, do you? No, no, I don't think I would know. I would know them to see. Um, just from the half, uh, it's a half a passion fruit, isn't it, on the top? Yeah, so it is. So basically, what a porn star martini is is a passion fruit cocktail with like a vodka, or vanilla vodka base that comes with a shot of prosecco or champagne on the side. Oh. So the cocktail also has like 
a cut passion fruit that kind of sits yeah. as like a kind of garnish on the top of it. But yeah, so it comes with a shot of Prosecco on the side. Now, naturally, usually when I get served uh, some martini, I just toss the shot of Prosecco in. Mm-hmm. But a girl on TikTok has started a massive debate about how it's meant to be drank, which has opened up a can of worms because it seems like everyone drinks them differently. So she says that you're meant to sip the cocktail and sip the Prosecco shot in between each other, which oh. I was like, okay, that seems a bit manic. And then other people are coming out saying, no, you shot the Prosecco before the cocktail as a palate cleanser for the sweet cocktail, while other people are saying you shot the Prosecco after the cocktail as a palate cleanser after the sweet cocktail. So it's like, do you shot it before to get ready for the sweetness or do you shot it after to get rid of the sweetness before your next cocktail? Or do you drink them at the same time or do you just throw the Prosecco shot in? What way would you drink it, Denise? I would just throw the Prosecco shot in. Mm. I, but then I'm kind of thinking about it, right? And I'm like, why would they bring me out a shot of Prosecco if I'm just meant to lamp it in anyway. Like, why don't they do that? So now I'm kind of thinking, it does make sense that you're meant to do something else with that shot because why is it served separately if you're just tossing it in for the crack yourself? A shot of Prosecco is kind of nasty though. It's a bit of an odd one, yeah. Now, according to the creator of the cocktail, didn't even know this. there was a guy who created it, but Douglas Ankara, He reportedly advises that you scoop out and eat the passion fruit garnish, drink the Prosecco and then sip the cocktail at your leisure. Oh, okay. So you're getting a three course meal out of one bloody cocktail. Out out of one drinky poo. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm kind of like, okay, so I have to put my dirty paw into my delicious cocktail to to fish out this passion fruit garnish. Which is going to make your drink taste a sanitizer probably. Yeah and then eat it, then I'm drinking the shot of Prosecco before I can enjoy the cocktail. It's a lot of kind of like things I don't want to do before I get the drink that I've ordered. You know what I mean? Oh God, that's that's a mess. When I first heard of it, all I knew or all I remembered was the piece of passion fruit on the top. So I was like, oh, is it like put the passion fruit in your mouth and then like chug it on top of the passion fruit on your tongue? I was like, I don't know what way this could be done wrong. Surely like once it just goes in your mouth, you're doing it correctly. Yeah, so... Uh, I put up a poll on Stellar as well at the end of um, the article. You can read all about it on Stellar.ie right now. Um, and I asked people, you know, what do you, how do you drink a porn star martini? And the most, 68.75% of people to be precise said that they pour the Prosecco shot into the cocktail. But 14.58% of people did say that they shot the Prosecco before the cocktail. So, and, and then, you know, we had a few that said that they drink it other ways. A few people shot the Prosecco after the cocktail. We're getting a lot of mixed um, answers here, but the majority of people just seem to lamp the Prosecco into the cocktail too. I think we do that because maybe we just didn't know that there was other ways of of doing it or that there was an advised way of doing it, which involves three steps. Jeez, so, I'm just dying to have one now. Yeah, they're actually delicious, right? And I always think if you if you like sweet cocktails and you like something that you know is going to be nice. You know, a lot of the times you're going into a bar and you're paying, I don't know, 12, 13 quid for a cocktail. Mm. You want it to taste good. You don't want to be like, oh my God, that tastes like horseshit and I've just spent, you know, half my week's yeah. wages on it. You want something nice. And a porn star martini is always an easy go-to because they're just kind of across the board. A nice, sweet cocktail. Great one for, for kicking off your night too. So there Very you have nice. it. It's over on Stellar.ie right now if you want to read all about the different ways to drink a porn star martini or even vote yourself if you want to get your your thoughts across. Um, my hot this week, uh, 
I suppose kind of a controversial one to, to, to place as my hot, but it's that Tristan, Tristan, do you hear me? Tristan Thompson <laughs> and... Tristan down the road. Trist, Tristan down the road and Khloe Kardashian have apparently split. And although you hate to see people part ways, don't get me wrong, sometimes it is for the best. And this girl seemed to be taken for a total spin mm-hmm. um, by the press, especially thanks to Tristan's um, constant alleged alleged misbehaviment so yeah you know the, the pair apparently want to continue co-parenting which is great for their three-year-old daughter but I do think um that these two it's it like like you said to me uh previously it's it's the split that we always saw coming because yeah. I mean there's constant stories in the press about Tristan being with different women and you know the likes being reported so I just think for both of their you know sanity mm-hmm. they seem to be better off apart and be it the Kardashian curse that they're never going to, you know, have like these guys for life or be it mm-hmm. just the fact that they are the most famous people in the world and they've got everything that they want at the touch of a finger. Who yeah. knows what it is, but Tristan Thompson and Khloe Kardashian just seem like they're not meant to be, you know? They- yeah, because it's like, at least with Kylie and Travis, let's say, or Kim and Kanye, like, well, maybe not Kim and Kanye. I, I think the nail is, the last nail is probably in the coffin for them, but it's like the door and even um, Courtney and Scott, the, the door is somewhat open for them to potentially get yeah. back together because, you know, it seems like they would have split on amicable reasons. But just the fact that Tristan cheated on her and then it all blew up in such a terrible, embarrassing way for her, um, especially with the Jordan Woods, the Jordan Woods thing, like Chloe was a complete mess um, about like, I don't know, her, her anger and her emotions was totally misdirected. Um, just the fact that he like did that in the first place and then they got back together and there's more cheating rumors like I just feel like they're completely they're completely done and she just needs to kind of mind herself for a bit yeah no completely I couldn't agree with you more and I do think that you know like you said with Travis and Kylie we no one kind of knows the reason behind them originally parting ways you know I just think Mm. maybe it could be the fact that they you know they were so young and he is um an, an artist you know and he's kind of constantly on the road and touring and stuff but lockdown kind of brought them back together lockdown seemed to kind of do the same for Tristan and Chloe but I genuinely just think it was because they had nowhere else to go you know mm-hmm. and he was spending all this time we saw it play out in the episodes kind of like fawning around her and being like overly nice but then again you know he was seen in a nightclub on Sunday night and he was yeah. seen apparently at a house party on the Friday um all in and around Father's Day. And it's just a case of like, I don't know, he seems to not be settled in himself either as to what he wants. Yeah. You know, and, and Chloe will say a lot of shit about everyone else's men or like she's so fiercely loyal and defensive of her sisters, but then she kind of takes bad behavior herself. And it's like, you need to take your own advice. Like, totally, like, totally. And even the fact now that, you know, he, uh, he's after signing a new deal, Tristan, that is with uh, Boston Celtics. So he's playing over in Boston. I'm like, was this relationship going to work out anyway? Was, mm. was Chloe and True going to move to Boston? Like, could you see that for them? Jesus, Boston, no. No. <laughs> Maybe New York, definitely not Boston. I couldn't see it, no. And I don't think she could either. Uh, in one of the latest episodes of the Kardashians, we saw uh, Courtney and, and Kim kind of like pushing her towards the idea. Um, I don't know, were they doing it <laughs> maliciously or were they like, mm. you know, actually thinking that it was a good idea for her? But I would say now that she's going to firmly keep her feet planted on LA soil. Yeah. Um but yeah, yeah, it's um, it's 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 a it's a mad one, and Chloe it's money 
in the very small chance that you're listening, you need a fresh start, okay? And our DMs are open. <laughs> our DMs are open, sweetie, Bible. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's why it's my hot, simply because I'm just happy for the two of them to move on. Yeah, 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 she definitely, she's going to meet someone nice and, and have a nice little life. Yeah, the Kardashians just need to swim a little bit outside of their own pool. You mm. know, like it's it's the same lads constantly. Like I feel like once you get in in with them, you're in there for for life. You know, Bible. Well, not their friends. Jeez, <laughs> not their them. friends are like a goddamn revolving door for all the people the who friends, were friends with them for a decade, and they just boot them out. The friends are, but if if you a man and you get in there, you're in there for life. Yeah, that's true. So now it's uh, time for the TikTok trend of the week and I'm not doing it. (laughs) (laughs) The student becomes the teacher this week. (laughs) Yeah, so this week's uh, TikTok trend of the week, it's actually going to be more of a hack. I think this is really cute and actually like really, really useful as well. So a bride-to-be, her at is at Keely Butcher. Um, She has made these like wedding hangover kits. So it's like a very small little satchel, um, little like white like bag I guess and with drawstrings at the top and um yeah she just like is leaving on them them at everyone's place setting at like the wedding and um there's like teeny tiny they're like the bits in it are so cute they're so small so there's uh plasters there's a sachet of coffee there's a mini toothpaste and floss there's tiny like Neutrogena face wipes they honestly look like they're from a dollhouse or something it's so cute um a little pack of tic tacs and then hair ties and clips so basically all the essentials for when you're getting absolutely rat arsed at a wedding. Now, I don't know if this little uh, kit would be quite enough for an Irish wedding because like Jesus, an Irish wedding, you need about a week to recuperate after. Yeah. But um, th- yeah, it's just such a nice, such a nice little touch. And um, I, like God only knows how much the tiny versions of like the face wipes and the mini toothpaste and stuff cost, but it is just such a lovely, like sentimental thing. I think it's great. I always think, um, you know, hangover or kind of like, drunk prevention things mm. are always great at weddings like you know when you see um in the bathrooms it became such a thing in the past couple of years when there's loads of packs of slippers yeah so you can take so off your heels so bloody handy like whoever first thought about that is an absolute genius because it's things like that at a wedding that you're like oh my god this is making my night so much better and subsequently having a hangover kit for the next day absolutely yeah, it, just totally, it just totally saves you yeah so it's a great be great now if like guys could just have these little kits in their houses for like one night stand care or something oh my god they really <laughs> really should it, it's funny that no one would ever think of doing that but if they could if we if if they could be sold in shops they might see them and pick them up but um <laughs> yeah. the chances of them doing it themselves like deals deals get in on this yeah honestly good call <laughs> good call like, um, but yeah, yeah, I really love that idea. I think it's, I think it's really, really tactical. And people, like I was saying, they're getting so much more smart with weddings, you know, like mm. thinking of things a little bit outside of the norm to make everything so incredibly fun for the guests. So um, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just much better when you know that there's like little things to look after you for, uh, look after you with. Actually, do the kids have like Panadol or anything like that in them? Did you there mention? There there's painkillers as well. Yeah. Oh, great! Just a small, just a small little thing for like all your your first instincts when you wake up dying of a hangover. Yeah, because when I wake up and I'm dying of a hangover and it's like a bad one that I need like painkillers for, I can't even you know bring my limbs to the shop so I just kind of waited out for a couple of hours you know like dehydrating lying there. So yeah. having something like that on the bed stand, ideal. <laughs> 
<laughs> really, um, really ideal. Well, yeah, this week has been a bit of a long one, but it's been a juicy one. It's almost a bumper, a bumper Love Island special. <laughs> we just um, realised this is an extended EP. <laughs> <laughs> this is the this is the BTS uh, special of this game. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. I uh, really appreciate all the reviews and likes, and um, keep subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify wherever you listen. And um, yeah, I hope you guys have a great week. Yeah, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Bye. Bye.